Seize your moment with Inglis in 2023. Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer. Sale catalogues online now at inglis.com.au. Live across Australia on SEN Track. This is Winners with Gareth Hall. Welcome back to Winners. Thanks to Kilmore Toyota. Ready when you are. KilmoreToyota.com.au. Inglis, Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer. And try top four betting today. All new at Picklebet. Can't wait for the Andrew Ramston. And uh, we've got White Marlin as the short price favourite. Jules Valens from foxcatcherintel.com and Jack Dickens with me this morning here on the opening bell, analysing these markets, seeing if we can work out where the big boys are going or if we can, um, if the markets can help us back a winner today. And Jules, White Marlin, as Sticko pointed out, just didn't enjoy the grass there at Pakenham like many horses <laughs> before him. He gets to Flemington. He's won here before. What do we do with him today from a punting perspective? If we like him, do we do we back him now? I don't think you have to, to be honest. I think he's tight enough. And from what I can sort of gather at the moment, I think he's going to get better than that 225, 230. I mean, we're actively wanting to lay him at Foxcatcher. We think he's as short as he could possibly get him. But I've been wrong a billion times, and I'll be wrong another billion times. So that's fine. But yeah, Sometimes I win, one. sometimes I lose. It's an interesting one. So um, we'll... Dicky uh, knee there. What the... What the? Yeah, I don't know what was going on there. <laughs> um, but there's enough support around him. So we suggest, okay, what, what should we do? Should we back him now or should we wait? And I think from that perspective, forget about what my opinion is. I think you here um, can wait and you'll get a better price. There's enough support for horses like Luna Flair, really solid. That's a good push from that camp. We know they're a good money camp, the big camp. So... That's going to tighten up. I think he's a shocker's firm enough. Um, there's enough sort of outside noise here to suggest you're going to get better at some stage throughout the day than the 225, 230 being bet White Marlin right now. So it's a horse race, Dicko. Is White Marlin producing the figures if he's on speed in his own way that they won't be able to catch him today at his best? White Marlin brings like the, the biggest fat benchmark to this race a 14.3 is over 2800 meters and it was at flemington which coincidentally is this track and trip mm-hmm. i not confidently but i'll probably sit in the other corner here to jules i agree there's there's only three horses i think they're going to back so i don't think that they're going to drift because there's so much horses in this so many horses in this race i reckon you might get you might say 250 Maybe, but I wouldn't be surprised if you saw two dollars at the same time. I think they'll spit out He's a Shocker or Luna Flair late. It'll be about how the track's been racing a little bit. Luna Flair's going to be back and buried rails in run. He's a Shocker's probably got the the, the like the PR map wise from Barrier Five and Blake Shin on. Um, yeah, you're entitled to like He's a Shocker. I mean, it, it was a brave ride, but a, an, you know, an expensive ride on the engine last start, and it was still thereabouts. He's flying that horse. But I just feel like, and I think they'll sort of find the PB is this track and trip for White Marlin. It looks like a grand final race for White Marlin, and I think they'll steam into it late, and I think it will win. And I, but I agree but importantly, I agree with... what I need to do and what you need to do if you enjoy the show is go to the App Store and download Jules's app and have a bet. If you're price sensitive, he's going to be the best price out there. Get involved. And back yourself in. Take him on. Yeah, and I agree with everything that Dicko says. He's exactly right. And the bigger guys, obviously, we always talk about, well, what have, have they done the, the profile before on the same sort of conditions? And we sometimes see horses like, he's a shocker at, you know, Flemington 2,000 metres. 
after that McKinnon. They sort of wanted to keep him pretty tight in other 2,000-metre races on a dry track. But one thing is, is that if I was to really drill down into White Marlin, is, is he best on soft track? Now, I know it's a soft five right now. I think the times throughout the day are going to be the best friend for the punters. Because if we see this track getting to the good four times and even better of good four, then I'm going to be really interested to see what the big guys do do with White Marlin because all the numbers I've got are on soft tracks. And I know he yeah. won at Flemington here, but it, there was a bit of juice in that track on that cup, cup week. And I just wonder if, and I know Packenham was a really dry track when he failed, and I know it's Packenham and there's a bit going on in that grass to go, but um, <laughs> I just wonder if he really enjoys getting the toe into the ground. And we're going to find out today because this track's going to dry out by this race. Yeah, that's a great point because he, he's PB, this track and trip's a soft five, which Jules is sort of saying might have been a soft six. And, and what we're tipping is going to be a sort of a... I think you've got to monitor your, your your internet drops in and out, Dicko. It's frustrating sometimes. You're halfway through your sentence and you we just we just lose you. I don't know what happens there. But just with that track, we had a we had a chat to the Flemington team there yesterday and they expect they'll get an upgrade at some stage. But did you wait I woke up in Melbourne town today and there was a heavy fog jewels. And sometimes when you get a heavy fog, that means that um, there's a lot of moisture in the in the the surface there. Um on race day morning and it doesn't dry as quick as it does. If it's a clear morning, if you know what I mean. No, and I totally agree with that. And that's why I think just really analyzing these yes. times as we get them, and we've got six races to be able to give us a really good sample size through the day of what this track's actually doing. And again, people might think, no, he's fine on a dry track. So it's actually irrelevant. It's just, that's what's in the back of my head. And that's what's playing into sort of my price, uh, my price point with this horse. Now for the sake of probably the Melbourne cup, I probably want this horse to come out and win by five and that'd be great. And I think we get some really good support around that idea, but um, let's go and see him do it on a dry track, which we're going to get today. But I get, agree. If there's a bit of a fog and you get some dew on the ground that it might take a while, but uh, it looks a beautiful day in the sky at the moment. Jules, just yep. avenue for them to try and gauge the time, the times that they're running. Would, would dot com be a good reference point and a guide like the the content on there or what what should they do yeah to be honest i think dot com are starting to do it a lot better than what they did probably 12 months ago and i think if there's i don't know who's on but bz's really good at it um and just it'll just give a, a a pretty good profile but uh i'll probably send out some things on twitter as well just from a standard point of view that i've got mm-hmm. and we'll see yeah. where this track's at because i've i'm heavily invested skin in the game with white marlin so it's I can tell you, that's exactly what I'll be doing throughout the day because I'm going to have him for a stack and I need to know that theoretically if my opinions, if my idea is right, then I want to know what this track's playing. So we'll get some stuff out uh, and hopefully help the punter out because I think it's crucial today for this horse. 0499736736, 0499736736 to join our conversation with the opening bell. Jules Valance from foxcatcherintel.com. Jack Dickens, Gareth Hall with you. Uh, what do we do with this heavily supported debutant in this first race. I think you pronounce it Ithmus. Um, Anthony and Sam Friedman, Blake Shin in the saddle has had some really good backing. And we've got a, a horse that's been declared to us by friends in New Zealand at New Plymouth as well, Dicko, um, also on debut as a two-year-old. Should we be careful of just chiming into these well-backed commodities that we haven't seen at the racetrack? 100%. I think this presents a beautiful betting opportunity for everyone. Sheelite was enormous, not suited and killed him. Sandown, like it'll be, it'll settle in front of Ithmuth, in my opinion, and Ithmuth might never see it. 
I think Fragile Love was really good at Werribee and been, it's been trimmed up. It was a bigger price. Uh, I'm with those two big time. Um, I think like Jules just said at the start of this show, I, I don't really care what the market does here and you shouldn't either in these races. There's not a lot to go off. You just got to trust yourself and these are good opportunities to make money. What are we doing in the first, Jules? Any opinion there with the market? No, and I think this is, again, another another example of when we talk about this. We know that these first days are going to be well-backed. There's obviously a good wrap. So I look at it right now and I go, yeah, really solid. That's a positive push from a market perspective. But I also have in the back of my mind that um, Dicko's right, that the numbers there for Shelight are really solid. And so it, it almost has the opportunity for the real big guys to keep this first starter as tight as they can. And then in the last five minutes, we know the exchange and all that, the liquidity goes up. And then they can just absolutely monster these horses. They do have data on. Now, if they have the data that is going through the roof, they will love this race because they will say, you know what, as good as this first starter might be, we think this other horse is going to win no matter what. And they will absolutely truckload any of these horses they have numbers on that have ran before. They're fascinating races to see, but the last five minutes you might see a complete reversal and they really unload on one of these runners and the first starter then gets out to a good price, which again becomes an opportunity if you really like the first starter and you like what you see in the trials because you're going to get a better price at some stage. So there's always two sides to it, but it's, it's always really interesting. And um, I love just watching these races from a, a market perspective because there's always so much happening. So the moral but, of this story is if the, if you're at the football yesterday and uh, you got approached by five or six different people saying, Gareth, you better back or whoever you are, this first starter for the Freemans, they tell me it's a jet, a group one horse, it is unbeatable. And you thought, oh, I've missed the price. Do I back it now? You just wait until... The closing stages of betting, and you'll get a better price according to the lads, Dicko. I'd be very surprised if if it got much shorter. Okay, like, I'd be surprised and, if they steamed into it. And and it's important, like this is fresh blood, exciting betting race. Like throughout the week, they're just benchmark sixty fours. They're all numbers, up and down, bobbing up and down. You might find one, and they'll go for it. These races are the most exciting to watch the betting. And and for that story as well, you're talking about guys for those people that have missed the price, and then. They're looking at it and they say three dollars, two dollars ninety now. And I'm not suggesting this horse gets to four dollars or four fifty or whatever, but I think at some stage it does get better. But if this horse ends up being two ninety into two fifty, two sixty, then I think that is the time you do have to have the bet because obviously the bigger guys would have gapped this horse already. They're saying we have got nothing, so we don't want it. And if they can't find the horses that have already ran and don't want to back them, then they're meaning that their numbers aren't good enough. For whatever reason, they, they don't have the numbers going as good as, say, a Dicko or I have it. So I think that's another reason you just go, well, if I've been tipped the horse and I really want to back it, I'm not an advocate of taking rock bottom, but in these kinds of markets, sometimes the ones that hold their price and move in a little bit spe- speaks volumes compared to other horses coming in. 0499736736 to join our conversation. This is Winners and the opening bell, thanks to Kilmore Toyota. Ready when you are, kilmoretoyota.com.au. And Inglis, Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer. We'll take the news and we'll come back with your questions. We'll analyse a few more, a few of the other races there, of course, at uh, Flemington, Scone, and also take a close look at the South Australian Derby, the Group 1 race there, and, of course, Adelaide this afternoon.